0: From the Museum of Science, Boston, this is Pulsar, a podcast where we answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. Our guest today is Ranch Kimball, a high school senior who has been involved with the Museum of Science in a number of ways, including our volunteer program and summer youth internships. Ranch, thanks for talking with us on Pulsar. Thanks for having me. So many of the questions we've had about COVID-19 have been asking how scientists are reacting, how biologists are testing vaccines, how virologists are studying the pandemic spread. And then we got a question from Addison asking, what kind of things are engineers doing? So when we heard about the project you've been working on, we thought it would be the perfect way to show how the engineering design process can be applied to helping people during this pandemic. So the first part of the process is really identifying a problem. How did that happen for you? Take us back to the beginning.
1: I first sort of got the idea for this project when I was just sort of going about my daily business. And I noticed that the essential workers in my community, the food retailers, that sort of thing, were putting themselves at risk basically every day to deliver us the services we needed with sort of very little protection or safety. So I was both concerned and then I wanted to find ways to help.
0: Yeah, the next step is imagining a solution. So how did you identify that specific way that you might be able to help out?
1: So I had noticed that some of these stores were using plexiglass shields, but I did some research, which is an important part of the engineering process, and I found that these shields seemed to be very expensive and very hard to find. So that sort of gave me the idea that maybe I could make something like this on my own. And then the next step of the plan was coming up with how to get the plexiglass and how to turn it into a shield and what the best way to do that was.
0: Yeah, as businesses start to open up, we're starting to see these kinds of barriers like plexiglass shields to separate the customers and the people that work there are going to be really important in controlling the spread of this pandemic. And one of the most important parts of planning for an engineer is thinking about materials. So, can you talk about what materials you used and where you got them?
1: The frames, I decided on wood because that was an easy thing for me to work with without specialized tools. I was able to use a lot of sort of recycled wood from around my house and various projects. The plexiglass, I originally started getting it from Home Depot, but they're retailers, so they didn't have enough supply and the cost was a retail price. So it was a little more expensive. So then I found a plexiglass sort of wholesaler or warehouse in Boston where I could buy plexiglass in much larger quantities for a much cheaper price per square foot.
0: So you had your materials, you had your design. Was there anything in the process of building that you could eventually improve on, whether it was the shields themselves or how you were making them?
1: The basic design of the shields was pretty much unchanged from my original prototype. But I would say where the testing and iterating process really showed up was the process that I used to build the shields. So for instance, plexiglass is a lot harder to cut than wood. So I tested a bunch of different ways to try to cut it. I chipped a couple of sheets. I melted some because I was cutting with blades that were running too fast or had serrations that were too big. So that was probably the biggest area where I had to keep iterating and testing to figure out the best way to get a clean, smooth cut that I could do quickly.
0: So what kind of businesses need these shields and what kinds have you built them for?
1: Basically, any business that has a front-facing customer service part of it Need some sort of protection to keep the people that are interacting with customers safe. So I started off with food retailers, because that's an obvious one. They're at the counter taking orders. But I've done shields for dentist offices, outpatient clinics, and food banks that are distributing food to a wide variety of people. It's basically any business that needs to interact with customers on a daily basis also wants to keep their employees safe.
0: I'm thinking of all these different types of businesses, and they all have really different setups. I mean, you can't just build 100 shields at home and then go deliver them. Do you have to go and visit each one? How much of a challenge is it to kind of uniquely make sure that each one is going to work?
1: I do try to visit at least once for every business I help. I found it's much easier to communicate my ideas and the design in person with the person that's actually ordering them than it is through email. So that's definitely, like the transportation is certainly a challenge. I drove to Cape Cod a couple of weeks ago to talk to people at the Cape Cod Food Pantry about building shields for them. But it was important to actually go there and get measurements because there are things you notice when you're actually at a business. You notice, oh, wait, there's a credit card reader on the table that's sticking up or there's a little thing sticking out of the wall that's going to get in the way of a shield. So it's just sort of things you notice that you couldn't notice over email or just from a picture. So that's why I find it's really important to visit a business.
0: And so you started this on your own. Is it part of any kind of organization or did you just realize there was a problem and start fixing it?
1: This started basically on my own. I'm still pretty much making the shields on my own. I have had help from some local organizations just distributing the information. I had help from the Brookline Chamber of Commerce, who included a short blurb about me in a newsletter that went out to a bunch of Brookline businesses. So that was very helpful in getting the message out. I also was featured in my local newspaper as well, which brought in a lot more business.
0: And you've built a whole lot of these shields. Every time I check the numbers, the count keeps going up. So how many have you built to this point?
1: In terms of out there, definitely over 60. And I probably have at least 20 or 30 more that are ordered.
0: Will you continue to study engineering in school? Or are you interested in a career in engineering? What's your plans?
1: I took an engineering class my senior year in high school, and I loved it. Obviously, I've been interested in engineering. I worked at the engineering design workshop at the museum. So I'm definitely planning on studying engineering in college, and then I hope to make a career out of it.
0: So do you have any advice for any of our listeners who might be aspiring engineers?
1: If you're interested in engineering, there are always opportunities to apply the engineering process and always opportunities to find ways to help it's important to look around them. So if you're interested in pursuing engineering, not even in an academic setting, even in a small way, look for ways that you can apply the engineering process to your day-to-day life to improve either your life or someone else's life.
0: Ranch, thanks so much for telling us about your project.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert or a Museum of Science educator, you can email them to sciencequestions If you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify, as well as leaving a rating or review for us. Please visit www.mos.org slash science matters to support MOS at home. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon.